This is your boy Dave Neal, host of the Sex Actually podcast. How we doing today? I am just saying hello before the episode airs. Uh, sometimes I just hit the record button and we air the episode, and sometimes I have this narcissistic sort of vibe that you want to hear what I alone have to say. Um, may or may not be true. Coming off of a long break, long 17-day vacation in Kentucky, uh, back in Los Angeles right now, it's January uh, 10th or something, and uh, in two days I head back to Boston for shows, so barely even getting my groove in, just getting my sleep cycle down, and then we're off to the races 2016. Uh, you know, I, this, a lot of weird things have happened last week. I've taken a vow to get my positivity back in order. You know, uh, I, I used to be really strong in my early 20s with spirituality, with uh, following the law of attraction, uh, following, you know, um, all, the, uh, all the principles that really help find abundance and, and, all, and all that good stuff. And I don't know, uh, with stand-up, it's, it's tough because, you know, a lot of stand-up comedy is literally built on negative premises literally saying shit that's bothering you <laughs> yet uh yet at the end of the night i got to keep a gratitude journal you know so it's an interesting uh dichotomy it's an interesting sort of balance beam of uh of sharing with an audience uh a lot of public things but also uh sharing with myself a lot of things that uh that i got to remind myself to be grateful for uh and, and it's and and there are a million things i mean i'm a I'm I'm very lucky for my health. I, I know I have comedian friends that have, you know, that are have cancer and they're going through chemotherapy and they're getting on stage. And I'm like, what the fuck do I have to talk about? You know, things aren't too bad. So I owe the IRS a few bucks. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, life is good. Uh, so I guess I'm just trying to relay that message to y'all. Uh, I got I got a few messages this week from from some old friends. Man, I I have. It's amazing how they how they pile up. I have run into so many fucking cool people in my life, and like uh, and, and and people that listen to this show and old friends, uh, dude, dudes that I run into just I mean, once every few years, uh, friends I studied abroad with that I haven't seen in in literally forever, and we all I, I love that we can all just keep tabs on each other. I've had a couple guys write to me in private recently, just saying like, you know, that I like. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I believe in in a such thing as like a specific guardian angel, but I totally believe in like a cloud of like sort of inner supporters that kind of come and go to champion you, kind of like if you're running a marathon and just you know, you know, friends passing you some water or whatever. I, I had some guys reach out to me just to say, you know, simple things like, like Dave, you're on the right path, you know, which which sounds stupid, but uh, sometimes you need to you need to hear it from people like that aren't your mother and your girlfriend you know what i mean like of course they're gonna tell you you're doing the right thing uh and this and that but it's nice to hear it from a stranger so i know this might sound a little bit reversed uh being it that i have no idea who i'm talking to but as i um as i air this episode i guess i would just wanted to say uh that i, I believe in you too uh i believe in the mantra leap in the net will appear I believe that when we make physical actions, uh, the right results come our way. And it takes a lot more than just thinking it. If you think you want to do something, um, now's the time to become that poet, uh, that screenwriter, that, uh, that magician. Whatever it is you think 
you want to be. Uh, let's not let's not always judge ourselves by where our paychecks come from. You know what I mean? Like let's judge ourselves by how we fill up that day. And I'll tell you what, I I've totally know what it's like to live a life where you're not exactly fulfilling what it is you want to do. Uh, before I got into acting and stand-up comedy, I didn't know that's that's what I wanted to do until I found it, and then it made all the sense in the world. I just knew that I wasn't doing what it is I was meant to do. I knew I wasn't fulfilling sort of my creative uh, instincts, uh, my creative desires, and and I still feel like I'm not I'm not getting pulled over. Uh, there is a cop flying by me, but uh, I uh, I'm just so I'm just so grateful that. My boss fired me when I was 22, so I could get into this because I would have been too stubborn. I'm thankful. Uh, I'm thankful for all the people that told me I wasn't meant for a desk job, and uh, and and uh, and I'm kind of thankful that I wasn't like just good enough to make other things work. I was I was just uh, just odd enough to kind of fit into this cool society of comedians and artists and and all that. Uh, it's so funny because uh, I don't mean to get too spiritual because the episode is the exact opposite of spiritual. It's the douchiest episode in the world. But uh, maybe I'm trying to offset that with my own guilt by saying I believe in you guys. And, uh, you know, one of the important things to do if you have uh, a goal you want to achieve, if you have, uh, you know, an, an inner little secret of, uh, you know, that, that book you want to write, you got to get it out there. You got to tell people what your intentions are, you know. The power of intention. If you hold those secrets, people will not know how they can help you. I truly do believe that uh, humanity, like, we do want to help each other. I always use the example of uh, being in a crowded subway in New York. I have never in my life seen somebody in a crowded subway fall down. I have never. If you f- start to fall, some stranger is going to help you, and you all kind of just ride the train together. And I feel that way... Uh, with with the endeavors that we face. I feel that way where like people do want to help where they can. But if I want to become a tennis pro and the audience doesn't know that that's what I want to do, then they're not going to tell me about, you know, whatever it is. That's a shitty example. Uh, so as soon as I made it clear to the world and sort of had my quote-unquote coming out party that I wanted to be an actor and then eventually found out that maybe I just wanted to do stand-up, but I was a little afraid to, you know, to get into that at first. So I was, as soon as I was able to kind of, like, face this strange sort of feeling of, uh, it's just weird, this weird feeling of guilt that I had going to college to do business, and all of a sudden I want to do something frivolous, like perform, God forbid. Uh, but, you know, this world, this world, uh, it's a fleeting moment in time, and, uh, and why not have fun with it? Why not do something that you're passionate about? And uh, for those nights that I get to make an audience laugh, uh, I, am, I, I, I have a hard time sleeping at night because it's, it's truly, um, it's truly uh, happiness and bliss and feeling of uh, completion. And, uh, and there's a long, long, long road ahead, but, uh, but it's a start. And I wanted to share that with you guys. Our guest in this episode is Mike Alberici. He's a comic from Philadelphia. He's a great guy. Uh, you got to give Mike credit for his honesty. He he's using he uses a few words that you know in in the wrong hands you might call him a misogynist or or uh, you know uh, sexist or whatever it is. But he he is he's trying to tell some stories about his life, and uh, and I got to give him a lot of credit for it because I feel. I feel like, you know, sometimes 
we get we look at these like certain certain phrase words we can't use and uh instead of hearing the content we just kind of judge people uh without listening to their story so i hope you can enjoy his story and uh some of the sex stories that he has boy he likes asian girls uh you'll hear that that much and more on this episode of sex actually thank you guys so much for listening all right, we're going straight into it. We're going to test the audio okay. on the fly. Got it. Recurring guest, Mike Alberici. Hey, what's up, man? Welcome back to Sex what's Actually, up? the podcast. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How you been, Dave? Happy New Year's. Happy New Year to you. You know, back at the studio. <laughs> oh, yeah, living large. Hanging out in North... I'm, I'm too loud. I'm hanging out in North Hollywood in uh, my Toyota outside of the Ha Ha Comedy Club, or uh, what's known as Shaky Town Live Comedy Club, formerly Shaky the Ha Ha. Shaky Town Live. It's their second location, and uh, we look like um, douchey, sort of like Jersey Shore FBI informants right now. <laughs> Just like microphones in a white Toyota. We're, we're tapping the fucking mic in the Shaky Town. To get it. If anybody has some good jokes for the uh, mic, we're going to take them. Yeah, we're just going to uh, follow you home. I was hoping we uh, we got a, uh, this is the second I turned the podcast gear on. We got sirens going by. I don't know if they can hear that. Uh, I was thinking about podcasting outside of CrossFit. You ever see the chicks that do CrossFit out over here? I don't really mostly Fucking find flipping it. tires and shit. I don't find that attractive. Yeah, like, well, I, too I many squats. Well, it's just I love a girl that takes that stays in shape, but when I see them like fucking flipping tires over and lifting like uh, fifty pound dumbbells over their head, yeah, something about that. You don't want them to be able to succeed in life without the aid of like the one thing that the one thing men have left to offer is genetically we're stronger. <laughs> like that's well, not yeah, but can not I even that. say that anymore? But I mean, like I'll ask you, like you know, do you like a woman with six pack abs? Hate. I don't hate. like it either. I think it's unattractive. I don't think I've ever dated a girl. Uh, with with actual like defined abs, if you have like better a flat belly, if you have better abs than me, I know it sounds like a douchebag, but I'm just saying like it, I like a girl with like a to- like a toned stomach that's flat, like you know, like yeah. I don't like blubber, obviously, but I'm just saying like, but a six pack to me is weird. I don't want a muscle shame, but yeah. uh, I dated a I dated a girl who was a sprinter in college. Okay, might have been black. She probably had a <laughs> she probably had a nice ass. Uh, yeah, rock solid. Could, I like, love that. Open up beer bottle with it. I love a nice, like, firm ass. I don't like a big ass. I'm not like a black dude, but I like a, like a, <laughs> I, that, the best ass I ever felt was on it. Like, they say Asian chicks don't have asses. Most the, of them don't. The best ass I've ever felt was on an Asian girl. And it wasn't big. It was just as hard as a fucking well, two rock. Two minutes in and we're already getting into your Asian oh, here we go. I love it. Here we go. <laughs> so you had a, you had an Asian chick with a fat ass? Not a fat ass at all. It was just fucking nice like just it's, like i said as hard as a rock i was like what the fuck like did she, it come with a flat stomach there's a ratio to it all. she had a decent body she had she had no tits but i'm not a tit man anyway uh i but the nicest <laughs> ass i've ever felt it was great yeah I'm not, i've met a few asian chicks with decent asses you know? i'm not a big tit guy i don't care about tits like you know I, I, I like them they're like icing on the cake for me you know what i don't like is uh it's like if you have big tits power to you mm. i'm not against i'm not against anything but uh, but little something about small t- that girl uh, the girl you know the show that uh, this New York show where this chicks like wakes up in Times Square covered in tattoos mm-hmm. her name's like something her name's like Jamie Green or something mm-hmm. I'm gonna insert her name here because okay. I don't know she had uh, you know what, I'm gonna pull it up because uh, I'm gonna you pull know, up the photo of this chick you know, she had the perfect small boobs do you know who has the nicest tits I think is uh, like girls like uh, Paris Hilton and Jessica Alba. Yeah, like this girl had Paris Hilton tits. They're just like nice, you know. You don't need to go crazy. I'm gonna call her Jamie. I think her name is Jamie. I don't like fake tits. That's for sure. Um, not into that. 
Oh, you, 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 the bolt-ons? Have you had the bolt-ons before? What's that? Just like fake tits. Oh, yeah, my ex. Yeah, really? Yeah, she was the first, and uh, I've, had a, I've messed with a few girls that do it. I'm just not really impressed. It's like I know that it's like uh, when a baseball player, you know, like Barry Bonds, like he's cheating, you know. Yeah, and it doesn't. It just doesn't do anything to. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm googling this chick's name, so yeah, I know yeah. that I'm completely. That's the chick right there. Okay. Um, all right, I'm getting her name for everybody. Hold on one second. We're getting her name. The, oh, this chick. See, it's crazy. Oh, that's, that's not. I'm just. All right. See, this is the problem when you search for shit online. I'm already into porn. <laughs> like I didn't even get to the girls. I don't even know her name. I just searched NBC show chick with tattoo. She had a lot of tattoos. But um, those are all fake tattoos. Okay. But anyway, the the outfit she wore last night. Mm-hmm. How do? Oh, how does it not show me her fucking name? It was like she had like the type of you know because at the Golden Globes she had the type of dress that was sort of, you know, the double the double taped nipple uh, tape like, shit like J Lo. Yeah, absolutely. So um, oh, fucking bullshit. I gotta find her here. Talk for a minute. Tell me about your New Year's Eve while I find this chick. Oh, dude, New Year's Eve, I worked. I just made some money. Are you serious? Yeah, I made a decent amount of money. Did you pick any, uh, you try to score any chicks there? <laughs> I didn't have luck doing that. Everybody was actually kind of mellow for New Year's Eve, but it was kind of depressing. I was fucking working. Have you have you picked up a chick dri- driving driving girls home? Yeah. You've, you've, dri- you've picked up chicks? Yeah. Have we talked about this? I don't know. I mean, what was your best chick story? I mean, nothing like... Okay, <laughs> Jamie Alexander got her name. All right, tell me a story. I'm gonna show you this photo. Fucking two dudes in a card looking at chicks' photos. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've, I fucked one that I got. I met on Lyft, and uh, she. But it was kind of a shameful thing because I remember. Um, she you wake she, her up after? No, listen. You didn't. Okay. She good. goes. Listen. Well, this is gonna be disgusting. That's gonna be on Jensen. It's a disgusting story, but I'll tell you anyway. Okay. So basically. I pick her up. She's in the back seat. We just started talking about dating, how hard it is, blah blah blah. And I like, I glance at her, and I and she looks cute. She does. So we just had a talk, and then she we I, we exchange numbers. We plan on meeting each other. She leaves the car. I, she looked okay. She wasn't bad. I meet her on the date, like maybe a couple of days later, and uh, she's from Santa Monica. And then I fucking see her, and I'm just like, ah oh, shit. She was like no a good? little, a little not hot at all, like not very attractive and a little heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So. But she wasn't ugly, but it was, and she wasn't fat, but she was a little chunky. And I, and I, I just wasn't, I was like, fuck, man. I, I like, I should have looked at this girl a little harder. You didn't get I know the I old like Instagram? You got to get no, the Instagram. No, I know, I know. But anyway, yeah, and then um, the first date, here's the craziest thing. Has this ever happened to you? I took probably the biggest shit of my life that day, right? At her place? No, not at her oh, place, okay. just before the date. And, like, I didn't have time to take a shower. <laughs> so she, long story short, she invites me up to her place, and uh, we get down the business she's a fucking total freak and and, and like it's crazy and then um, she's blowing me while i'm standing up and she's going lower and lower she goes to my balls and this is going to sound disgusting remember i just took the meanest shit ever yeah and i wasn't very confident Wait, which way do you wipe uh from front to back yeah. front to back i, I don't want right. to get in well i'm just that that makes yeah, a yeah, huge yeah. difference for the story uh, uh, for sure no but <laughs> so i mean i definitely took care of myself but i didn't know how like i wasn't very confident so she's going lower and lower and then to my taint and then like trying to go further and tromboning like, it. I never had a girl do that to me before, and this happens to be I'm 35. This is like the one time that this happens, and this she's the chick going, you picked up for lift for lift. Yeah. So then uh, I I kind of like whoa whoa whoa, and she's like, what? You don't like rim jobs? And I'm like, you know what? I've never had one. I don't she know. was going to lick your asshole. Yes. From the front. From the front and go this all the way. This is getting. Down. I need a. I need a diagram. Yeah. Well, you could kind of imagine. Did anyway, she have legs up? Like, uh, no, she's on her knees. No, no, no. Like your leg up. No. Like she it, limboing. It, it, what is? She, it was. It, she was short. I don't know. I'm tall. Anyway, okay, so, right. so then, 
I fucking stopped her. I was like, look, I don't, it's not a good idea. Like, I'm not really into that. But, like, it was two reasons. One, I'm not really into that. I don't want to know if I like that kind of thing anyway. Butt play? Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I do that to girls, but, like, yeah. I have to really be into you to do that. And then uh, I've probably done that. I could count on one hand how many times I've done that. But, like, uh, you can smell on one hand. <laughs> hey, well, I, and I stopped her, and then that was that. And then she was a little husky. Little husky, All but right. uh, you know, not very proud of myself. You, not my finest moment. Um, so I, I, I'm a, I, I like the actual feeling of being touched near near those sorts of um, cavities. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if I want to look. I don't know if I want to kiss a girl. Ah, uh, well, it's a more so. It's a moral thing. It's totally like an Irish Catholic thing where I'm like, look, I'm not licking well, your ass. But you know what, man? To me, that's disgusting. Like for a girl to, to me to do that to a dude. Like even when I see that in porn, I'm like, that's fucking nasty. The thing, if a girl, it's a guy, the, like a hairy asshole. Like what the fuck is even close to is that like a, a chick with like you know she's clean she's got a you know nice body and all this kind of stuff it's like i don't mind at all i actually think it, it's kind of hot sometimes but like a dude well my thing is a this. hairy if you fucking see... asshole with like fucking <laughs> like you don't know like that's yeah, disgusting like some armenian what, greek what, guy. yeah like what even like that fucking ha- sitting in his e- car all even day. the least hairy guy that doesn't have fucking uh like, you know, what the fuck is that? Propecia or whatever the yeah. fuck? Yeah, oh boy. Like, if uh, any other dude that is normal, that is, he's got some hair down there. So ladies, that's. Ladies, please let us know. Unless he's getting fucking Brazilians. My thing the is fuck. this there's no way a girl, like, enjoys butt play. It's like if you see a product on the market, you're like, who the fuck is buying that? Somebody is. <laughs> they created that because somebody is buying that. That's funny. So, whatever, if a chick's go like, you know, doing the butt thing. Whoever she used to date must have really been into that. Yeah. So, like, whenever you get a blowjob, you're like, whatever move, you know, whatever move she's doing on your dick means somebody, some, else. some dude. Yeah. Is like, hey, uh, <laughs> just r- clap on my dick a little yeah, bit. That's <laughs> funny. You, that's so funny. That's th- no, and that's just that's true. Thing. Well, I mean, I but see, yeah, I get what you're saying, but like when chicks are blowing me, sometimes I I can tell they really do like it. I mean, like, it, but the other thing around, like the ass. No, how could you possibly like doing that? I don't know. Maybe don't some know. chicks are. In, I'm sure some chicks are into that. I mean, I don't know if you're out there, ladies, but uh, I just want to let you know. That seems that like an early sex thing. Like, uh, let's let's impress this guy. We're all wasted. I feel like when you're when you're uh, dating and y- you know you're uh, you're kind of just it's like a lot of wasted experiments. I feel like a lot of <laughs> and like in my experience, like in New York, it's always. When I was, you know, single, it's always I'm always running around, uh-huh. just too drunk. Like <laughs> I, I fingered a girl outside of Columbia, really the university. She must have been smart. Her dorm was in there. A girl from and Columbia. I was like, I'm not going in there. An Ivy League chick. Yeah. They're, they're Is that not, Ivy League? Columbia. Yeah, it's Ivy League. Well, they're they're right. usually not the hottest things, but they're very smart. She was uh, like six foot tall. Wow. She's still in college. Don't do the math. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> so you're like 22. No, Who to cares? be fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was uh maybe she's a super senior but like and that's what you can do in new york you can finger girls you can finger girls in their when in in the streets yeah ladies and gentlemen you can't do that in california 
I love I love <laughs> You can totally do that out here. Can you do it out here? Why not? I just don't I feel like girls you could, they're going to make you follow them and like all their photos. Did first. I ever tell you the, the, the follow me on this theory real quick and for those listening I I think I'm right. Okay, so I I was asked all the time about the difference between East Coast girls and West Coast girls. Now, you are obviously from the East Coast. I think anybody can agree with this. Here's the difference. Okay, so basically you go to a club or a bar in the East Coast and you uh, like a girl, you go up to her and you talk to her. Now, what most of the time what she's going to do is give you a 30-second window to sell yourself and then you you have to do that if you pass the test you are in there and you're most likely going to get laid she's going to go home with you that kind of thing on the west coast uh they'll talk to you you could go up to a girl at a club or a bar they will literally talk to you all night long you'll have this great conversation you'll think it's going somewhere and then closing time comes and they're like well it was great talking to you actually my boyfriend is right over there and then, like, it's just like, why the fuck were like, you talking to me for the like, last two hours? Don't I just want? I just hate it when you, a girl lies to me. Like, don't make up a boyfriend because that happens all the time. They pull no, some but guys they'll fucking they... point them out. And then, and I'm like wondering why the boyfriend didn't come over. Like on the East Coast, if you talk to another uh, guy's girl, like yeah. that's nine times out of ten you're gonna get confronted. You're gonna be like, what, yeah. hey, buddy, or like you know. And I've been there. I've done that. Well, like, listen to this on uh, on Saturday. Was it Saturday where I was watching the Bengals? Steelers game because my girlfriend's a big Bengals fan and we're at the bar and the Bengals are winning like they can't just had a big comeback they're all doing well I'm, I'm like wearing a Bengals shirt even though I'm a huge Patriots fan I'm like wearing a Bengals shirt but also a jacket like ready to zip it up at any moment you yeah know? it could be worse and and I'm with like uh, my girl and then like three pretty hot chicks that she's friends with Right. And like me and just some like dude, okay. and uh, right after the game gets out, uh, you know the Bengals blew it big time. They did, and uh, all these Steelers fans come out of nowhere, and like this like uh, like like kind of kind of bigger like bumbling drunk guy comes up and starts hitting on my girlfriend. Wow! But I was like, wow. I had a blonde chick to my right and my girlfriend to my left, and uh-huh. another blonde chick across from me. So like. He's just entering the group, whatever, and she's super nice, so she's just talking to him. But I was like, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let him. Because he doesn't know. I'm going to let him just bat this one out. Well, he doesn't know. Yeah, I'm going to let him just yeah. run his course. Yeah. I, I don't need to get in the way of this. And in fact, I was kind of like, I liked the idea of her being like, of her knowing what her other options are. Oh, Because wow. this dude was a yeah. bumbling, drunk idiot. <laughs> uh, not not far off from where I was. And but, also to see how like, she handles, handles herself. Yeah, and she was just polite. And he like eventually just, she like, she was polite, but didn't, she didn't, she wasn't a dick, yet she didn't obviously like hit on him back yeah you know what i mean yeah so i was and i was sitting right next to her just sort of not paying attention but um it's interesting how you handle yourself i think i like to think most ways that girls and guys uh are different isn't really a geographical thing but more like a city by city thing so that could be so it. new york you can party until 4 a.m yeah you have public transportation mm-hmm. that you trust that's ready to go mm-hmm. when i lived in boston you know if you're at the bar the the uh, they changed the rules now, but like taxis were were closing an hour and a half before. Uh, by the way, uh, Mike's vaping. If you wanted to know what this sound was, oh, it sounds no, 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 it's good. Okay. It sounds like you're like Darth Vader. I, <laughs> I am your father. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, it's good. Uh, keep vaping. Yeah, um, and uh, we're hotboxing the old Taurus. <laughs> um, I don't have a Taurus. Uh, so in in Boston, it's like you have this survival mode in the winter where you're like, look. I'll take you home with me, but I got to get home before my feet freeze. It's like one of those, like, if it works out of convenience, maybe it yeah, works. Yeah. Whereas New York, it's just an open, like, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. In L.A., it's like, do whoever you have to do. <laughs> because out here, it's very driven people that um, 
Like I picked up some girls driving Lyft the other day, and I picked some girl up, and like it says your bio, or whatever, and mine says like stand up comic. But she got in the car, and she's like, "So you're a producer?" Ah. And I was like, uh, "What?" And she was like, "Yeah, it says on your bio." And then she checked. She was like, "Oh no, that was the guy that I just canceled on." She, but so, so she thought I was a producer, and as soon as I wasn't, she just didn't have anything <laughs> else to say. And I was like, "Even if I were a producer, how successful would I be if I'm?" Driving you around yeah, at 4 p.m. Yeah, I know. It, dude, that's crazy. But uh, we're stand-up comics. We're hustling. Yeah. You know, this job doesn't always pay the best. Not really. Uh, but I, you know, I was watching the Globes, and actors, I, you know, and I done, I've done acting. Yeah, I'm by no means I'm like a, an expert. Uh, I got into it out of college. So right. I was kind of like super blue-collar with it. I didn't have, I didn't study, I studied business, you know. Yeah. But. As far as comics go, I've probably got like a five-year head start in acting. Right. And I'm looking back at these actors, and now that I do stand-up primarily, I don't, I don't like, res- it's not that I don't respect actors as much, but it's just so not as hard and ballsy as stand-up. Not, not, and not to like, no. not to like uh, talk up what we do. But it's like, true. We I fail mean, at what we do. You know, we're, it's not like we're, we're talking about it like we're experts. We fail no, consistently. No, I think, I, honestly, I hear it time and time again that, you know, stand-up comedy is the trenches of show business. Like, it's it's the dirty work, like, uh, the, you know, if acting and singing and dancing are like, uh, you know, the glamour positions, like, or whatever, we're the busboys, if you would. Like, we're, <laughs> we're you know, they're, they're the owners and the waiters and the, you know, beautiful people, and then we're the fucking lowly Mexican busboy. That's who we are. <laughs> that can't speak English. Yeah, Damn. and yeah, and or the fucking janitor at a school. That's what we are. Like the every the actors and the dancers are the principals and the fucking superintendents and the teachers. We're the fucking janitor. But what I've learned is that not that anyone listening gives a shit about the uh, the industry as it were. But what I've learned because I worked I'm with sure some people do. So I worked with Alejandro Inaritu. He uh, he won uh, the Golden Globe last night for um, best picture. Uh, and I could I could like have the wordage wrong because the Golden Globes are different than the the Academy Awards. Right. But he won for the Revenant. Have you seen that yet? No, I want dude. To. Shit is crazy. I heard it's good, dude. It is wild. DiCaprio won. Spoiler alert: if you're if you didn't know this, uh, go fuck yourself. I heard that the guy who played opposite Cap- DiCaprio, Tom Hardy. I heard he did amazing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah he's a, he's heard... a, he's they're all they're all geniuses. But yeah. but in Aritu, Alejandro is this like tall Mexican crazy man, and we had when we worked on Birdman, so I stood in for Ed Norton, and but we had to like recite. We had to do every amount of dialogue like first eight hours of the day. Uh-huh. So the whole day, every day, was us setting the shot up in a way that was different than how no, most films are. Most films, you stand on the mark, they set up focus, they set up light. You're kind of just like a clothing rack. In this case, you're like performing the dance. Sure. And this dude would yell. And he would go nuts what? if you didn't know what sh- – uh, I mean, you couldn't flip your line. Like, if I messed up my line, you just got to keep on going. And it's like rapid succession with a steady cam opera, uh, operator who's like this guy, Chivo, who won best – he's going to win three academies in a row. Wow. Like he's going to win because he won three years ago for Gravity. Yeah. Or two, two years ago for the Gravity, uh-huh. last year for Birdman, uh-huh. and this year for Revenant, he's going to win. Wow. But, so he's the man. But obviously. they literally shot the Revenant. In I believe like deep in Canada, mm-hmm. and it was the warmest winter in like the hist- literally in the history. They mm-hmm. ran out of snow, mm-hmm. and they had to like go. They had to like take time off and then go to Argentina wow. to find like the right type of snow to shoot in. Okay, but he's like dudes. The dudes like 
doing uh you know scenes in the ice water and it's like the real deal it's crazy wow but, that's uh, fucking crazy so you gotta, yeah you gotta check that out it's fucking I heard they kind of went through hell to film this movie yeah so. like absolute hell I knew a guy he didn't want to work on it well there's one guy they basically Alejandro wanted to hire all of his Birdman cast because in Birdman they did these extremely long challenging shots you right. know but they did it in the confines of a studio in a theater yeah like where you could control the lighting they brought in a and for Birdman they brought in this lighting guy from uh, England who had gigantic LED lights set up on the top of the theater so like digitally he could control how the light follows you yeah. it's just it's just it, it, groundbreaking because films aren't made this way mm-hmm. but in you know in this movie The Revenant they're shooting only in natural light and the lighting has to be perfect like if you miss that sunset shot you're yeah. done yeah I, that's what I heard that they had to do is that, like they had to kind of time everything for the sun and all this and the lighting and natural light and all that kind of stuff and like we did that one scene for Birdman where Emma Stone is sit- in, uh, st- I don't know why we're talking about this Emma Stone is sitting on the top ledge of the theater yeah. and I believe Ed Norton's character walks up and sits next to her and it's like I think it takes place at sunset so we had to shoot that scene it was like I think June or whatever so it's sunset pretty late like maybe around 7.30 mm-hmm. so we shot the scene at 7.30 and you know, so we started at like four p.m. getting all the getting everything right, so the so everything's perfectly like lit around it. Shot that scene and then waited till like five a.m. Mm-hmm. and reshot the scene at sunrise, wow. just so they could try to try to get two takes. That's crazy, and that's all they used. I think they ended up using the first take. Yeah, but anyway, so when you watch the film, you'll appreciate it. But yeah, yeah, doesn't have anything. The, the to hard do with- work of acting jo- people—that's uh, what we're trying to t- tell you right now. But I thought, man, DiCaprio can fuck. Any girl he wants. And he uh, does. Yeah. Yet dude. he's spending a year in Canadaville <laughs> freezing his dick off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wow, this guy's got some balls. I I made the argument that uh, DiCaprio has to be considered one of the top five actors of all time. I mean, and I, 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 put, I think I posted it on Facebook and people were like giving me shit and they're like, he's too young. And all. first off, he's like 43 years old. He's not young anymore. And he's been around since forever. He's been and he's been doing it since he was fucking like a kid. So basically, he has like thirty years on like of experience. So what I'm saying is that for, I don't care that the guy has never won an Oscar. First off, I I was told that he just doesn't play the political game like a lot of actors will to win it. Oh yeah, that's shit. Yeah, and then it's just like the dude's work speaks for itself. It's he's right up there with the Pacinos and the De Niro's and the. Well, uh, he's on pace to win this year. Brandos so. and yeah, I mean he should win. And then the bottom line is the guy. I mean, did you ever, did you ever see Hoover? No, it's not even a great movie. And I mean, I like that, that the VW uh, Bug movie. No, it's about uh, J. Edgar Hoover, the the guy. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I thought you were talking about. Uh, uh, Her- uh, Herbie? Herbie? No, no. <laughs> oh, no, Hoover, this. Hoover. You, you know, now do you know what I'm talking about? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, yeah. Did you I see just, it? Uh, I probably fell asleep watching. It's it. not a good movie. It's not. It's boring. But like he, he fucking does an incredible job uh, depicting J. Edgar Hoover. And like, and the only reason you do those movies is to win an award. Yeah, That's but the like bottom line is he fucking he nailed it. And like the guy. Dude, I heard this story about DiCaprio. There's a he hangs out with a he has a really good friend who's a comedian. I forget the guy's name. I don't know him, but I heard this thing about how DiCaprio would go to one of his shows and there'd be like say five comics, six comics on this on the ticket or whatever. And DiCaprio at the end at after the show when they, the two of them would hang out would just do, start doing impressions of every single comic and be spot on. So like the guy's interesting. The guy's fucking brilliant. Yeah, so. he could have probably done stand up comedy if he wanted to. Who knows? I mean, I mean, the bottom line is, I mean, did you ever see what's he doing, Gilbert Grape? No, I didn't see that either. Dude, he plays a mentally handicapped kid, and you like legit think he's retarded. <laughs> like, I'm not even like kidding. Like, have it, you seen Shutter's Island? 
Uh, no. That's a fucking good one. I heard about yeah. it. I heard about it. Dude, like, it's twisted. Yeah, like Catch Me If You Can. I worked on Wolf so. of Wall Street with, uh, did a scene with him. Really? Just standing behind him in, in, when, he, when he was like in the poor, before he got- Were you one of the stockbrokers? It was Penny Stocks. You were in that scene? Yeah. Can you see you in that yeah. scene? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking- I yeah. was just watching it the other Dude, day. it's funny, man. You should see do my you, outfit. Do you, do you do the one- do you, Are you there when they have that scene of him like selling that first Yeah, thing? he's selling it and he's the like- Aerotine? Yeah, he, yeah, he's selling it. You see? You're I'm there? Yeah, I'm one of the dudes in the, behind him. Do you start clapping and shit? Yeah, I think I st- I'm like biting my pen. Like I'm like looking at him like, <laughs> fucking. But they made us do like a training with a with a, a stockbroker, this like hot older lady who used uh, to do stocks yeah. to know what the penny stocks were because you have to sign, you have to like literally fill them out. These like pink or yellow, whatever the fuck. Sure, the penny stocks, the penny, pink yeah, sheets, pink sheets. Yeah, so you got to fill them out and do all this shit. So we had to go to like a class for it. Really? Yeah, and I was like, I'll to fucking be, go. You're gonna pay me for to it. To be an extra? To be an extra? Yeah. Damn, I anyway. didn't even see you in the fucking thing. I watched that movie like eight hundred times. You'll never not see me now. That I said it. I'm gonna fucking look for you. I don't. Right. Uh, I don't always mention that because it's a stupid thing. But, Did you actually um, get to talk to DiCaprio? No, dude would come in. Scorsese uh, likes to have a very quiet set. Like you know, most directors, it's just very chaotic. The fucking yeah. crews running around uh, putting shit together. It's like a construct. Most sets are like a construction site. Yeah. You're just constantly building and, and, and shit. You got electric. You got this lighting. Yeah. And but Scorsese pin drop when he's ready to go. Okay. So he'll walk in. He'll want everything set up just the way he wants it. Yeah. And then. Um, in that in that scene, DiCaprio comes in, and then you know it's paparazzi everywhere outside because really? we're shooting like a New Jersey like strip mall. Okay, so like it, it's a big deal for Jersey. Where in New York, when you shoot in New York City, most people it's it's so crazy that you don't even notice celebrities. Sure, They're literally, we'll film things anywhere, and you yeah, don't notice. and it's not a big deal. Yeah, so it was him, and then it was uh, the fucking dude from My Name Is Earl, the big guy, mm-hmm. Scientologist, mm-hmm. and then um, the uh, the jackass guy. What's his fucking name? The skinny little guy. He's a he's a direct. He directed um, where the wild things at. Ah, oh man. No, he's an MTV guy. Okay, I can't That's think of his good. name. Yeah. Oh fuck. So he's in the scene. And then uh, and then uh, fat. Uh, what's his face from uh, uh, Superbad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I yeah. Uh, anyway, so it was it was fun. It was it was cool to see them work. But that's pretty much the extent of that. That's just, cool. But um, yeah. I wrote my first black joke while I was on set there because they gave us our own little desks, right? And and they they give us uh they give us you know all these prop papers and shit to write with, and I usually just steal whatever like notepads they give me, right? And um and then I'll just spend the day sort of just writing yeah. between scenes and stuff. And I, yeah, so I wrote. I was like on set at like six a.m. and I was like, wow. And you know you can't have your cell phone out. We're shooting it as if it's like the '80s or whatever, whatever the <laughs> fucking you know what I mean. It's like yeah. late '80s, so um, I'm just sitting there, just writing some jokes, and I was like, "That's a fucking good joke," but <laughs> dating my black girl. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we gotta move on from that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a uh, movie talk on sex. Actually, the podcast. <laughs> um, I spent the whole vacation at my girlfriend's parents' house. How was that? Do they like you? Here's the first thing: they're really cool people. Good. They're a good family. Even the dad. Dad's cool, quiet. Mom's great. Sister's cool, cute. She's got a cute sister. Hope I talked up. about I talked about Ta- uh, Tasha's sister with her on the. Is she single? Um, no, she's dating a dude. But um, uh, they look pretty pretty similar. Pretty cute girl. But okay. um, you know, seven, and then the fucking pull out couch, you just uh, sink into it. Did you guys or, fuck on it? Nope. Did I mean literally? You couldn't. You couldn't fuck on it. You would just be consumed. You would like <laughs> literally fold into the couch. <laughs> It was. Ho- I literally. I have oh, a shoulder injury. Man. I hurt my shoulder just from like sitting on the couch and slowly like like as the night wore on, just fucking annihilating my AC joint just because That's it was. Fucking more- funny. Yeah. So we didn't. Uh, 
I'll tell you this though, we went, we spent two days in Nashville. We did Nashville for New Year's. Sweet. My uh, buddy from college lives there with his girl. Okay. Um, is it's interesting? Uh, and this so is like, they live in Cincinnati, right? Uh, outside, uh, it's in Kentucky, but near Cincinnati. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So it's like a three-hour drive to Nashville, and then my buddy's got a pretty hot girlfriend. But they both, both my girlfriend and my buddy's girlfriend, can have major attitudes. Okay. And we both like know it, and we both sort of deal with it right. in a way where we just sort of let them feel their feelings yeah I guess. yeah sort of like i guess it's like dealing with a wildfire like you don't try to put it out you just try to contain it yeah <laughs> i feel like that's you're just overseeing it i am overseeing it and yeah I'm, and, I'm, and what i'm trying what i've learned is what i'm trying to do is to not fuel it with gasoline for sure because i have i have the power to ignite a small wildfire that's but you know what i'm looking for a girl like that i want a girl that has that like attitude that could just be not. I don't like quiet chicks. I like girls that like you know. If I get out of line, she fucking lets me know. Yeah, that's a good thing. You want a girl. You you do want a girl for those girls listening. You do want to keep your guy in line, yeah. or else guys guys in general are pieces of shit in the sense that like I lo- I love my alone time and. Uh, uh, I guess I'd be pretty selfish. I'd spend hours at the gym, just not not working out. Just I love just like just fucking teetering. <laughs> That's why we have like garages, and yeah, yeah. I love to just tinker around. Caves. I could walk to the mall and look at some hats. Yeah, you know what I mean. I could do that all just by being myself. By yourself, yeah. Just put it. Listen to a podcast or literally nothing. But um, but when you got a girl, you don't always have the time to always be doing that. Yeah. So or you're if, accused of cheating. Yeah. yeah, and I was thinking about that. Tasha's never once accused me of cheating on her. That's good, or or been suspect in any way whatsoever. But I also think that there's like, um, <laughs> I dated a girl that was like so fucking always on my ass, just about like where have you this that you know worried I was gonna cheat. Oh, your timeline? She wanted to know your timeline. Just that kind of girl, and like, there's a part of me that kind of likes that girl because it's like I she cares about me. She doesn't want me to fuck anybody else. Like whatever. And like she. She trusts me, but she doesn't completely trust me and all that kind of stuff. And I like a girl that, like a flirty kind of girl. Like my best friend back east, he's the he was like the basketball player in college, like the star guy and all that. Like he, me and him have black like, guy. yeah, but he's no, he's not. <laughs> white uh, guy, star of the basketball team. He's actually a half Asian, half white guy. Anyway, the point is, is that he, he's a fucking he's a dirtball. You know, he, he's fucked so many girls and all this kind of stuff. He's a player. He met a girl that basically is like his counterpart. He's never, the whole time I've known him, I've known him like six years, I've never known him to settle down, blah, blah, blah. He is in love. And like, and this chick, she's really cute. She seems nice. I haven't met her yet. This is back in Philly. She, he tells me, he's like, dude, like this girl is so flirty. And like, you know, she actually talked to my dad. And I think my dad thinks that he can fuck her. Like that's, <laughs> that's how flirty she is. And like, she just is like that. And it, he's like, dude, it turns me on so much. He's like, she just, I just, she's just me with tits. That's what he says. And then I'm just like, that's cool. Like, you know, because I'm a flirty guy. I flirt all the time. And even when I'm in a relationship, I like to know I still have it kind of thing. And I would love to meet a girl that's kind of like that. Just somebody that's not, like, afraid to talk to other guys and, like, that kind of thing. You're looking keeps, for someone to do the tango with you. Keeps me on my your, toes. Not, I'm not looking for an open relationship. I just want, like, just somebody like, hey, I just wanted you to know I can, a lot of guys want to fuck me. And I want a girl that's like, hey. Like, you know, a girls want me too. When the guy's desired or a girl's desired, it's just, you know, I think that's why girls want to fuck comics. Because not not be in a relationship with comics. The old but fuck, fucker. But yeah, exactly. Like when they, I've heard, I've heard it and I've seen it. It's like when, when girls see a guy that is killing up there and destroying and like they can, and women are laughing around them, 
they like get it in their head that holy shit, like these women probably want to fuck. In this guy. in in the current tribal situation, yeah, this is the alpha. He's, he's he in the, this position. Yes, he is. I I remember I was at a chick's house the other night. We were. You ever seen Masters Master of None? Yeah, good good show with Z's. I'm sorry. And Aziz is like I'm not saying Aziz is ugly. He's not an ugly guy, but like he's no fucking. He's Brad not Pitt. what people uh, would find. He's a short. Skinny. Yeah, he's not somebody that like a girl's not going to just want to fuck a guy like him on sight. She would look but, straight through him. Well, here's the thing. I, we're watching this, and this chick. Uh, we're just watching it together. I mean, we were having sex like in the, in between, <laughs> and she literally would say like, "She's like, you know, I'd fuck Aziz. You know, like it's just like there's something about his personality. How like, bad was your sex that nah, she had to stop actually, it to it was, fuck no. an Indian guy? No, no, no. <laughs> She's like, and that was tell, actually, tell me about that Ken Jung. It was character. actually it's actually pretty good sex. I, I, it was the, actually it's weird because like with this girl, she's an Asian chick. It's we, okay. Same, not, same, let me give you the let me wait, give you the backstory. Is this the same Asian chick? Dude, older. There's been a lot. All right, let's, no, no, no. Right. It's not her. It's not the older one. No, no. So listen, real quick. You get the fucking Epcot Center of Asia. I meet this. Yeah, right. I, I'm actually seeing one again tonight. I'll tell you. You just about show that up with bags of rice. Like, let's go, bitch. Uh, listen. So I, I, I meet this girl on OKCupid. Okay she's a lawyer. She's really. She's all right. She's a pretty good looking girl. Not, not great. Pretty okay. Anyway, we ended up fucking. It was the most awkward. Sex. We had, she made me wear a condom, and it was just not good. What so a, what I, a I, and I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> so I just kind of like you know we kind of just not stopped talking to each other. It was whatever. And I think she was a little pissed off at me, but whatever. Like fucking two a month ago, I ran into her at a bar downtown, and I thought she was going to tell me like you know fuck you and all that. And she just went up to me. She just started talking, and then we <laughs> ended up like going back to her place, and we fucked without protection. Not the smartest thing I've ever done. She's on the pill. But, Asians carry a lot of diseases. Uh, well, whatever. I should probably not sex, say stuff like that. But the sex. But I don't think they listen. <laughs> but the sex. Rate and review, please. You know, what, you know what's weird? This is going to sound crazy. And you should, out there, whoever, you should always wear protection, blah, blah, blah. But, dude, I, re- <laughs> I remember. This public service yeah, announcement. Dude, I remember. Because I remember that, like, she made me wear protection. She was Vietnamese about it last time we had sex. This time. She's Vietnamese about she, it. And she, was she Vietnamese? Uh, no, she's Chinese. So. So we, we were back at her place, and I'm, like, ready to go. And, like, I go in there, and, then like, I'm, like, you do that whole, like, do you ever do that, like, where you, like, kind of test the waters to see if she'll just let you go in? Yeah. And, like, yeah, and then she's, like, letting me go. And I'm thinking at any moment now she's going to tell me, like, get the fuck out of there and put a condom on. Not at all. We ended up going at it all night long, and it was fucking incredible. Oh, it was, like I said, the, the best sex I've had in fucking forever. Did you come on her? Yeah. Dude, she was a, she's a What's your fucking go-to? freak. What's your go-to come move? I, in the mouth, man. In the I mouth, lo- I lo- I don't, <laughs> dude. I, dude, I, that's, I, a, that's a Philly. Romantic. I don't do. I, 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 have, I have fantasies about coming in a woman's face. Hey, you want in dude, the mouth? I remember, <laughs> dude. I, I'm not a prude by any stretch of the imagination, but I remember uh, there was a girl I was dating uh, a while back, Vietnamese girl, and uh, she was, we had really good sex. And then I remember the first time she told me, she was like, "We were fucking." I'm on top of her, and she says, "I want you to come in my mouth." And I, when we're doing it, I'm like, "That's hot." But then I remember. I get up and I'm ready to go. She gets on her knees and then I do it. And I'm there was a part of me that was just like, this is like a little dirty, <laughs> like not in like some like oh yeah kind of way. It was like, damn, she's like this swallowing is, uh... my cum. After a while, it gets it gets I get comfortable with it and it's kind of hot after a while. But the first time I've done this to this chick and I've done it to other girls before too, it felt a little like damn, like she's kind of a slut. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like I lost like a little respect for her that she would actually let me do that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I actually kind of like. Doing it, but there's a part of We're me. We're not that's trying like, to slut shame. If not at she all. Wanted. No, but, but, but there was a part of me that's like, you're, no, a, you're I, a little slut. Look, like you're a little. I whore. totally appreciate your openness with how you felt. 
Yeah, there because another- it's 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 danger. It's a dangerous area for for people to say, "Oh, I'm like she, I, she let me come in her mouth. I feel like she's a slut." Because I don't the, no no no. But you're okay to feel like when you mean slut, you mean you you mean you. You just you just it's she, natural for you to imagine that the whole football team does the same thing. Exactly, and like, and I already know her background, which is whatever. But anyway, the, then okay, so then I'm with another Asian girl about um, three weeks ago, and it's completely different. Uh, she she let me do that a lot, and like, and I remember one time I I I tried to do it and I overshot. I was a little too far away. Yeah, right in her fucking eye. And yeah. so listen, she her it's she, not good. She works for Volkswagen. And she had to go to, like, she's high up in the company. She makes a lot of money. And she had to go to a fucking uh, luncheon with, like, all this shit. Ski goggles on. (laughs) Her eye was fucking, like, as red as could be because I fucking came in it. She's like, it burns, like, all this shit. Yeah, but she's Asian. She can just write it off as just, I don't know, her look. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I was like, maybe I should come in both eyes. You could just say, Have you ever had a girl take, you ever finger a girl and she takes your fingers and licks them? Oh, I love that, dude! I'll I'll actually. So like, how come that's not dirty? I I don't, dude. No, like I said, I love doing shit like that. Like I, you just I, you're I, just like you know what my thing, of... you know what my go to is. I like it. This Class. is how. Listen to this. This is how hey, I. Hey, baby, it. there weren't any roses at the store, so I'll just <laughs> let, let me come in your mouth instead. No, this is about me. This is something I find very erotic. It's like okay, I'm, the best sex I ever had was with this chick, uh, this Asian girl. Not a while, about I don't know, eight months ago, and we, you know, it was great sex. But I remember she loved sex, she loved the fuck, but she she wasn't quite like into dirty talk, like just her doing dirty talk. I had to kind of bring it out of her. So I would whisper things in her ear. I would just say things like, "You want me, you know, you tell me you want me to eat your pussy, baby," and she would like whisper it back. And to me, that was so fucking hot because, like, I, I know that she wouldn't just say that, but she wanted to say it. But like, it was yeah, just, you brought out. You're like yeah, a you're like, like a good maybe like sort of halfway fuck for these chicks, like these maybe like these sort of chicks that aren't sort of out there yet. No, you know this girl, I mean? but this like, girl like, is like, a could, kind of a. She was she in college. She was kind of a whore, and she kind of is, and she loves to fuck. But the bottom line is she wasn't into, like, just, you know, some girls are just like that. Some girls are just like, fuck me, fuck me hard and all that. This chick wasn't like that, and I had to, like, bring it out of her. I remember I would I would finger her and, like, make you know, let her taste her own shit. She would do it no problem. She, but you could tell that I was bringing something out of her, and that, to me, is very erotic, very sexy. Yeah. yeah. It's a trust thing, too. It is. It's a trust it thing, which means a lot. If And, and sometimes you have to... Uh, Sort of say something that's stupid. You know, hey, baby, what do you want to do? But you got to like sort of g- jump into that mode if you want, if the chick's going to get into it. Yeah, and it's, it's like I find that much hotter and sexier than the girl who's just shouting shit out at me, which I think is okay too. But when a girl's kind of docile and I have to bring it out of her a little bit and like and she, she's down with it, like you could have the opposite effect where a girl is just like, I'm not going to say that, or I'm not going to let you do that to me, or I'm not doing this. That is a turnoff. But like a girl that kind of like I have to ask, but then she just lets well, me. Well, it's it's is theater. Amazing. You have to believe it. I don't want some girl to be like, oh yeah, give me that big fat <laughs> cock. I'll be like, you where? <laughs> like, don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, sell yeah. it to me. Yeah, because I'm not fucking. Sell me this pen. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sell me this. Yeah. Sell me the dick. Yeah, uh, sell me this dick. No, but, I, I, um, I totally, I agree with you, and I, I think uh, there has to be that. I don't know. Women, I think just that whole thing, women are, you know, like overall to me, the ones that we're making love to them a lot of, you know, and all that kind of stuff. We're, we sh- we're the dominant ones for the most part. I like, do you like when a woman dominates you? Um, well, 
It depends. Like calls you a little one, bitch. The every one once chick. In a while. There's one chick that was punches you in the face. The the sprinter was a little dominating, and I didn't really like it. I don't. Like but I honestly either. didn't really like her. So I don't. You know what I mean? I don't. How do you feel when you're at like a club or a bar? I'm sure this has happened to you. You're not a bad looking dude. When a girl comes up to you, and like I remember, I'll be at a club. It doesn't happen often, but it'll happen every so often. I get very intimidated, and, and it's not even like I feel awkward. Like I, I'm not saying. I remember I I would be like in Atlantic City at a club, and I, this hot Asian girl would come to me like, "Hey, you, let's dance." First of all, I'm not a great dancer, and, and dancing's and, not a good first move. Go, but she like, would go get ask, a drink. She would ask me to dance, and I'm yeah. not going to say no. And it's happened several times. And, it, and usually, if a chick's going to ask you to dance, she's probably a great dancer or whatever. Yeah, so. and I'm not so much. But even even if she just wanted to get a drink, something like that, I am immediately. Not saying that I won't do it, but I am immediately kind of put off a little bit, and I'm just like that. It, I do not. I'm not put I, off because you're nervous, or yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I feel that's one of those fake it, fake it, man. Yeah, just go and up I there feel, and feel I, like I like to hit on women. I like to feel like I'm the man. I'm the one hitting on you, you know, and all that. But when women do it, even if you're beautiful, at first, I mean, I'm not saying I won't follow through, but at first, it's a little off-putting for me. I'm just like, whoa. Well, bottom line is women always make the first move, whether it's eye contact or yeah, walk by. It, 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 it's always their choice. Eh. They're in control. They've got it. But that's my Men point. That's it. exactly my point is that actually it's it, they're in control, but they're not. I mean, like, it, you know, it's up to me to go up to you and say something. You could be giving me that eye contact, blah, blah, blah. But we are the ones that have to initiate it. I mean, and so we are kind of not in control, but we have to set the. F- spe- they're like the fuse, and we're the match, you know. Like, and when a girl's coming up to me, I, I guess that's maybe kind of like a, I'm not in control, and I'm like I don't feel like a man. I feel like I'm getting. Yeah, uh, I don't know how to articulate it, but just like basically, just I am in the submissive state. Sure, like, you know, and I. I don't really. You're like I playing. said, you could be fucking Holly Berry doing this, and I'll be like. A little like whoa, you know. Yeah. Well, so. I think the answer to that would be to somehow dosy do like. All right, so she made the first move, but like you need to then sort of jockey establish for your maybe dominance, some, some sort of control over like. Yeah. You grab her hand and take her to the bar if she wants to go. Sure. I don't know. Oh, I think that's more about and and I and I totally get it, but that's more about you. Uh, you know, because you don't know where she's coming from, what she's doing. You know, maybe she's just like, oh, this guy looks approachable, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's a compliment. I think, I think and, yeah. Um, I think it's I'm so hard. I mean, it's going to the bars, it's so hard to meet a girl who's not, like, I I can't even meet girls now that I'm not trying to fuck. But you know what I mean? Because I just know that they're so guarded. I almost wish I had a wedding ring to be yeah. like, look, I'm not going to, not that, I mean, but in that case, you know. Uh, but you know what? It's, I mean, and. And like I said, I think with the West Coast, it's a little it's a little different. Women don't have their guard up as much out here. On the East Coast, it was the whole guard up all the time. Every guy's an asshole, and most guys from, like, the Jersey, Philly, New York area kind of are douchey, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So these girls are constantly getting bombarded by these steroid gorillas. And out here, I don't think it's as bad. Well, you were on the, you were on the shore. If, yeah. For those listening, we had a podcast, I don't know, a couple months month, month month or two ago. Month, yeah. yeah. We had a great talk about the Jersey Shore. I, my, my experience in New York might have been different in the city. Because yeah. like, if I wanted to go to a bar like Brother Jimmy's, that's a douchey sort of fratty bar. Yeah. But chicks knew that, and if they went to that bar, then that's what they were looking for. Yeah. They're not... You know, Mormon but like I, but like I said, going on, to a bar at midnight. They're like looking I, to find whatever it is you're looking to have. Yeah, but like I said in the last podcast, I mean, the girls in New York in New York City are a completely different breed. Like I'll be there yeah, next week. <laughs> I know, man. They're they they hit on you. They really do. And like, and in Philly, have you ever been to Philly? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, okay, actually. well, the women in Philly. Like, I grew up there, and like, 
women in Philly are very tough women. Like tough. Like uh like they, they when they fight they don't fucking like grab and hair and pull and scratch. They fucking like put up their hands like Riddick Bow in nineteen ninety three. And like fight. Like it's like they're tough women. Like and that's it's funny. like completely different thing. Like it's even the way they talk, it's like a, this accent that's very rugged, you know? It's not I don't find it the most attractive thing, but fighting uh, for me is not attractive. Dude, I, I am not attracted to me neither. I'm attracted me to strong neither. women, but like yeah, I don't. I don't think it's hot when uh, ladies. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how a lot of like, guys. But I, I mean, feel. most most women I would think don't want to see men fight either. It's like when no, dude. Apes. But at the Jersey, no, no. At the I'm Jersey sure. Shore in Philly, it's Philly, especially growing up, women like uh, I'm gonna say nine out of ten of them would be turned on by seeing their man beat the shit out of somebody. Honest <laughs> to God, like they they would get so fucking wet. Get like, him, Derek. And, and there would be nothing more of a turnoff than if some guy. Because I'm not, not I'm not a very con- confrontational guy at all, but like, you know, if some guy challenges you and like you kind of, I remember, okay, dude, I don't know if Chick I told, Rose I don't, it on. I don't punch him in I, the face, Leandro. I don't know, I don't know if I told this story or not, but this is kind of embarrassing on my part. But this happened to me, and it, it was very demasculizing. But this is what the Jersey Shore is all about. I remember there was this girl that I was dating, and uh, we were at the Jersey Shore at this place where we were kind of like having a good time dancing and all that kind of stuff, and. You know, and she's really cute, you know, whatever. She goes to the bathroom, and I'm just on the dance floor by myself, and then she, she comes back, and she says, hey, hey, babe, uh, I just want to let you know that uh, the guy standing right over there uh, just told me, and this is what she says, and it's so underhanded. She goes, um, he just said that, you know, I should dance with him and to get rid of some pussy-ass loser like you. Uh, but, I feel like, that's just so not a big deal. Like, he, you're so above that. Don't even don't even so go she over was, there. She was but she the was, whole... like, doing the whole, like, I want you to go over there and fight this guy right the fuck now. Wow. And, you know, and don't be a pussy. Do you but... fight guys? No. But that's the thing. So I look over Game's at this over. guy. over. I look over at the, but at the Jersey Shore. If you don't fight, you're, you know, it's just... Guys, okay. At Just the Jersey Shore, around in your at the Jersey, oil. at the Jersey Shore in Philly and all that kind of stuff. There's guys that go to bars and clubs specifically to pick a fight, and and like I and other guys go there to get girls. I go, I'm there to get girls. I'm not there to go to fight. So this is one of those guys that was there. I want to fight somebody. That's like the testosterone at that time of night. Yeah, when, like, it's fucking steroids and all that. Want. It's a horrible concoction. So this guy, I look over at him. He's with two of his buddies. He's like six five. Fucking tatted up, like bouncer looking guy, and he's just glaring at me with a smirk on his face, like, "Yeah, I said that. What are you gonna do?" And then I just do that whole. I I, I was not scared because, I, but I was just like, I can't go over there and fucking fight this guy, and because like I was just like, he's gonna beat. He's probably gonna. What kick was my the ass. girl? What did the girl do? She was fine. We 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 were still dating. We still fucked and everything. Oh, you were but, you were already dating. Yeah, we've been dating for like a couple months, and we still went home together. It wasn't like, but I think a part of her was just like, "You're kind of a bitch," you know. And I was just, I'm not a bitch, but at the same time, <laughs> the, the guy didn't come up to me and but like you're not, physically. You're not dumb. You're not I'm not f- walking 15 feet to get my ass kicked. If I'm gonna get my ass kicked, you're gonna have to come to it, me. It's your girl. <laughs> if it's your so, girl to lose, not his. Yeah, and dude, I didn't really like her that much anyway. But the bottom line is, it's just. She there was, is a, there is a part of me. Was she Asian? No, she's actually a blonde white chick. Uh, I I went head first. Ew, in, gross. I, I went head first into <laughs> Asian chicks when I moved out here. I, I was wow. with a, I was with a few back east. I, the, one of the hottest women I've ever dated was back east. She was from New York, and Cam- Cambodian girl, the sexiest chick. Oh my god, her name was Sinette. I met her uh, at a club. She was one of those things where I was at a club in Atlantic City, and she just starts dancing with me. And it was one of those things like like she's so hot. I was like, "Do you realize what I look like?" Like, like one of the, I'm not saying I'm an ugly guy, but I'm like, "You're fucking smoking and you're dancing with me," 
Did anyway. you tell her that? No, but I was, of course I didn't. But that's I, a great. That's a great feeling to have. I would, yeah, and, and dude, and and because I heard a girl say that a guy told her that recently. I was like, ooh boy, that's bad. <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, you had a girl say a girl's a girl. Uh, we were. Oh know. yeah, because she was like, yeah, so some guy. Uh, yeah. She was on a date like on Tinder or something. The guy was like, you're way out of my league. Like, you no. never want to acknowledge that because girl, that's an instant turnoff. Yeah, like, that's also yeah. just like a physical measurement. And another maybe thing is, you're in her league. Maybe wait, she's a piece of shit, or maybe you're fucking a, a great guy. No, it's weird, but yeah, because like here's what I find. I find that. I am some a very small portion of the population of hot chicks out there that are into me. For whatever reason, they just kind of like my demeanor, the way I look, and all that. It's not a lot of them, but it's like a, like the the beautiful ones, the hot ones. It's just like this was one of them, and she was just she really dug whatever the fuck vibe I was giving off, and then sleazy. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't know, but I don't come off. I don't think I know. Nah, no, but no. yeah, but she just amazing, dude. She was incredible. She was beautiful, and like, um. But that was one of the few Asian chicks I've actually was with back east. And then when I got out here, it, of course, there's more of them. And then, like, and they're b- more beautiful and all that. And then I just kind of went head first into them. You and gotta. They're, they're everywhere. Well, I'm the, going you, to marry. Oh, yeah, I gotta. I, I've got a show at Sardo's tonight, and I'm meeting you up. You gotta go soon? No, no, no. We'll probably get out of here in like five or no, five, we're fine. ten we're minutes. F- oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we're it's blowing five. by. We're almost at we're 47 minutes. Get the fuck out. Isn't that crazy? Okay. No, I'm, listen to this. How do you feel about this? I meet up. Oh god! I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. If you, Elaine, if you're listening, I think you're beautiful, and I can't wait to see you tonight. Elaine, but, rate and review, subscribe, yeah, yeah, send yeah, it exactly. to your friends. Please do. She, she's a cute little Filipino girl. Ooh. I remember she tells me um, when we were. We, I met her on Bumble. You know what that is? Sure. Okay, yeah. It's like for those of you who don't know, Bumble's like Tinder, but the the woman has to make the first move. She has to initiate the conversation. Girls like think, this, apparently. which I think is a very good thing. So, I, yeah, she tells me she's like, look, I'm kind of short, and I'm like. Okay, so in my head, when the girl tells me she's kind of short, I'm like five feet tall. Shorts, yeah, fi- yeah, five, two. five to five two. I don't five know the difference. Five, it all looks the same from Ex- our perspective. Yes, no. Uh, but if it's four eleven, that's still four eleven's fine. Take a four guess. nine is not good. Four nine. Wow. Four nine, cute as could be. I fucking did her parents smoke or something? I don't. know. She's thirty four. So they, it's the weirdest thing. They age differently. Dwarfs. <laughs> 34. No, she's some she's asshole. I forget who the fuck was it. It was a comedian that I was talking to. I told him about this, and he's like, dude, you're dating like a little person. And I'm like, no, i think, I'm not. I think technically she can uh, like register for like government help. Jesus Christ. I think she gets dude. a ramp as funny as, <laughs> as funny as I think that is, that's really demoralizing. So, no, as dude, she's not a little person. But, yeah, when I met her. 410's a cutoff. Dude, okay. I'm going to search it. Keep no, talking. No, no, no. Okay, fine. Uh, those of you out there, if you fucking know the answer to this, she's not a little person. I should just fucking ask her one day. Dude, by the way, I never showed you the photo of fucking Jamie Alexander right, from the Golden it. Globes. Let me see. But nobody else can see it. So. No one can No one can see it, but Google Jamie Alexander, J-A-I-M-I-E. Uh, see? she got, like, 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 really that? nice, like, sort of, like, really nice She looks like flat. a better-looking Sigourney Weaver. But imagine how she's going to age gorgeously because she doesn't have how all the... I don't know. She's probably like early twenties, but she did, she's got like a like a like a she like looks a, like she's in her. 30s. She's got like a full. I wouldn't call that like a full A. Is that a thing? She's beautiful or no, a B. A, I don't nah, know, but, but those are nice. Dude. These are I'm those appreciating are nice. them. Yeah, and they're stuck firmly to that dress. But she, yeah. But anyway, dude, so you dating, dating girls four foot nine? Yeah. Well, tonight, but when I met her, it's just so weird because she's you know she's obviously not, she's not very voluptuous. She's but she's very cute, very oh. good looking. You know, beautiful skin, nice hair, all that stuff. But uh, she's a short. She's so fucking short. Did and you, it, and how it's did it so, relate to her vagina? Uh, we haven't gone that far yet. We've only I met, I met her last week. But like anyway, so 
Dude, but my, what I'm trying to get at is, it's. It's. I remember we're sitting. I'm sitting next to her, talking to her, and she she looks like kind of young because of how. First off, she's Asian, and also how short she is, and she's my age. So I'm like talking about stuff. Does she look your age? No. And then like, does she, does she look like a child? She, no, no. All right. Well, she, she looks like she's like twenty three, but like she's thirty four. Okay, well, here we go. For example, pygmies have adult heights of less oh, than four feet eleven inches. What? You're fucking a pygmy. Shut up. That's for men. That's for men, actually. So maybe it's different. It for can't women. be that way. Little women. person, little people of America (LPA) defines dwarfism as a medical or genetic condition that usually results in an adult height of four foot ten or shorter, among both men and women. All right, so you're uh, you're fucking a little person. I'm not fucking her yet, but like no, but I'm trying to get this out. Is weird because I'm I'm like the first date where we meet up in Culver and then. She's sitting next to me, and like I said, she's very attractive. Very. I cute bet girl. she can get you really good seats at a football game. She can get you them wheelchair seats. Jesus they wheel you up right up. Probably. You just yeah, throw her in a that, baby Bjorn. That's honestly why I'm in this. So <laughs> anyway, no, but no, but dude, it's weird because like I said, I, and I look at her, I, I see somebody that's very young, and but she's not. She's 34, so she's fucking talking about like Wu Tang Clan references and fucking salute your shorts from Nickelodeon and. Uh, uh, double dare and like all this shit she's 34 years old she's gonna be 35 in April she's, she graduated high school the same year I should have graduated if I didn't drop out does she have tiny hands not very big hands I bet you I bet you her weight. vagina is average sized I'm actually I have a feeling we, that it's I'm not gonna, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm just gonna say this and I uh, she's listening who cares I don't know I don't Elaine uh, Elaine you're so cute Elaine anyway, you little person I have a really strong feeling that I'm gonna be if we do end up getting to that situation that I'm gonna be a little too much just because of the fact, I, just, I bet uh, she takes all of it and says, "Give me more, big boy." I bet, I bet. Dude, I just feel like that's how it works. Honestly, man, like my dick has a better chance of getting on a roller coaster at Magic Mountain than she does. I dated a tiny. Uh, I was seeing a tiny dancer, and she had a giant vagina. Tiny Dude, dancer, giant it's, vagina. It's like you know, I, I read a study. So I don't believe any sort of. There's a study out there that that proves that, like you know, how they say like with a guy, if his hands are bigger, his feet are big. Anyway, that's, that, be that's actually not true. Uh, and apparently, because they did a test, and they, they, they measured all these dudes with, like, different heights of hand size and all that, and it varied on their dick sizes. And I think it's honestly it has to be the same thing for women. It's like I've been with women that are, you know, relatively tall, like 5'9", five, 5'8", five, and they can't handle what I got. Tiny vaginas. And they got tiny little vaginas. It's and a muscle. I've, and then I've been with women that are, like, 5'2", and can fucking take me, like, nobody's business I and, feel w- like and want more. Sprinters, so, uh, I feel like, would have a tighter vagina because they've got, like, the, re- the tight, uh, fast-twitch muscles. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I feel like Maybe. because you got to do your Kegels. You know, some girls in, like, France, they, there is they, pr- wrong. There they is practice vagina muscle workouts Kegel in France. Exercises. Yeah, they do that. Dude, I remember. They really take pride in that. You ever been with a woman that had, like, a kind of a... Loose affiliation, if you would, you know. But yeah, sure, dude. It sucks. It's like the hot that hot dog down a hallway thing is a real thing. It doesn't happen often, but I don't know what the is is that the equivalent for us for like a small dick for a girl, like a big old a big old. Dude, the only problem is that like my dick like is like rebounding off of vaginal vaginal walls. Yeah, you got to like position them in a way that provides some sort of gravity assistance. And here's the thing, and then there's that whole thing of like if women are with a lot of guys, they get looser, and that's not true. I don't think that's true. If you're with one guy, you probably have more sex. It's not true. And I also, unless a guy's got a gigantic hog, I don't think, because it's it's a stretchy thing. That is all bullshit. If like some chick takes like a 13-inch black cock 
she can give birth and then have that fucking baby come out that's like 10 pounds and then they're they are supposed to scientifically they are supposed to go back to form so there is i don't no know much about birth but the dilation and shit no, happens and there, all of that. course but there's no such thing as like other shit gets looser and like you know their stomach starts to get you know whatever advice about your pregnancy call into sex actually mike alberici is yeah. gonna be my point is is that that's a fucking rumor that if a girl is taking like a huge fucking dick she's ruined for everybody else no, it's not true. So I think girls have more of a problem with length of dick. I've been with some of the biggest than whores. Width of dick. I've been with some of the biggest whores you've ever met, and they're some of them are doing just fine with the vagina. So <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I want to end you maybe on that. snort at fifty five minutes. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. Do you feel Do you feel like you are uh, sexist or or somehow demeaning women when you say that? How? I'm just if asking. I, I mean, I'm just if, asking. if anything, I'm being supportive of what the truth is. You know, it's like you know, how how can I possibly be sexist when we're not? Our market's not necessarily oh, the feminist market, it, but uh, but we do have women who listen that I think appreciate. Like, look, you got to at least respect the fact that we're being honest. I, that's exactly like it's like Bill Burr, man. Like Bill Burr, some says what is fucking on, on the. It's kind of can, can be considered like a little misogynistic, you know, blah blah blah. But he's a genius. But women, fucking right. yeah. But women, I think want when women go to his shows, and I think when women hear what he has to say, they're just like they might be a little bit mad at it, but they're also looking inside themselves, and they're like, you know, like if a really talented comedian chick was like putting men down. You know, if we had, if we were smart enough to know, like, yes, that is true about us, and yes, that is very funny. There's a part of me that's like a little off put by it, but yeah, it's funny. So when I, I never, I am not that douchebag that's going to be that misogynistic asshole. I'm just really stating how I really feel. With comedy, though, the the hard part is just to make make the points like airtight, funny. Because I, I mean, I've done that where I've gone on stage and been like, yeah, so uh, fucking chicks, and everyone's like, oh, you're a douche. Yeah, like, well, you, you got to get you, to like the you can't humility be. of. The you, situation, but it's like well, that whole thing where B- Bill Burr does. He doesn't really. He doesn't refer to women as chicks and broads and all this kind of stuff. He just he says what he has to say. Lady, yeah, he just he says what he has to say, and then he'll just go, "Look, this is just how I feel." He does that whole thing where he'll put his hands up and he's like, "Look, this I don't is, know, I yeah, don't know. This is the this truth. Is just this is how I feel." And like, and then it's one of those things where it's just like when you watch that. That's why I love Bill Burr so much, and I, he's like my biggest inspiration. Is that, and I want to be just like him. It's just like <laughs> it's. I'm serious. It's just like. He says what everybody is thinking, man or f- woman, and like you know, and is just pointing out what is really happening. The hypocrisies, the hypocrisies, the fucking flaws. Well, because the both- deal is, and he talks about this too. The deal is, like, like with with my relationship, if I did everything my girlfriend wanted me to do, she'd leave me because she'd be like, eh, Fuck, that's "You're kind of boring." Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of boring. Yeah, it's like, no, I got to go out and do my shit. Be the guy that you actually want, not the guy who you think you want, yeah. because it is different. And it doesn't mean I, it doesn't mean I'm a sleazeball. Like, no, it means not I'm going at all. Out to like pursue my creative Dude, passions. I've had to learn over actually more than once, and I keep forgetting this. Is that like when I really like a girl? Here's something. And this will be my final thought. Let me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've mentioned this. Mike's final thought. I think you might have mentioned it last podcast, but it's so fucking true. And like, I don't fall in love often, but when I do, here's the problem. Asians. I generally, <laughs> I generally start to feel inadequate, just because like when I really like a girl. When I go out with a girl, and I don't care how much she thinks of me. For whatever reason, it goes way better just because I don't give a shit. I'm relaxed. I'm not trying to prove myself. I'm not pretending that I'm not a broke comedian and struggling and all that kind of stuff. But when I'm with a girl that I really, really like, I change. And I'm like, I try to hide 
what I'm really like and what I'm really about and all that and try to form myself into what I think you want. And then it just ends up me looking like a little bitch. And then there's definitely a meeting in the middle. Like you become the other person you share mannerisms and you find things you like in common and, and that's natural. But yeah, there's a line where you gotta, where you gotta like look at yourself and say, all right, I gotta continue to, no matter what, like no matter what you gotta continue to pursue your passions because that person might not be there tomorrow. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, what's that whole saying? Like, uh, you know, be be uh, somebody that you love, not be with somebody that you love. But, you know, and then that other stuff will follow. Not to sound like a fucking cornball, but that's the truth. <laughs> no, but I, dude, I don't know, man. All I, right, so well, let me let me tell you this. I'll tell you. I was just thinking this the other day. I, I have I have this thought a lot, and I've never really said it out loud. Whenever I come home to my apartment that I share with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. whenever I come home. Like unannounced, sure. I expect to see her, like naked, fucking some guy. Really? Yeah. Really? I trust her God, so deeply, That's and I've got horrible. Well, at least you won't be surprised. You don't have. But hey, Pete, how you doing? Oh, I knew this was gonna happen. Uh, no, but I'm not. It's like I, I don't. Know, I, I like literally. It's it's like a, I don't know. I like I feel like I'm breaking in on her and like and sort of like spying on her, even though I'm walking in my own place. That's funny, and it's never it's never been like she's. I've never come home to her being like with a dude. Yeah, obviously, yeah. it'd be weird if like, I think that that's actually probably you know your girl. I've seen your girlfriend, beautiful woman. It's probably a good thing to have that. Better to have that feeling than to know, like there are there's no circumstances where my girl is gonna be fucking some other guy just because she probably can't do it. Well, the other thought that I have is like, look. And I'm I'm not looking for a way out of this relationship, but I always think like I've got my own things going on. So like if say like and I ne- I couldn't imagine a world where she would cheat. But I also like was reading this Reddit thread about bachelorette parties and bachelor parties and how like everyone was sharing all these stories of how like the groom and the bride to be were just cheating. <laughs> so I'm like fuck. Oh. Like you never know. You never you you literally never know anyone's actions but your own. Like you yeah. could be some fucking psycho. Have you ever cheated? No. Never. No. Is it just because your girlfriend's going to listen? Nope. Nope. Come, come and on, and I probably would talk about it in the past, but I never really... My whole thing was always, like, I'd never committed to, like, like on-paper relationships. Sure. So I definitely was, like, seeing multiple girls that might have, you know, not known if they were the only one, but they also never asked. They were, and, and I don't know if I was their only one. Sure. But with my current girl, the only time... And I've never even come close to it, but there's been a few times when I've, like, done stand-up on the road where I've been, like... Oh, I'm being hit on right now. Yeah. And it doesn't happen often for a man to get hit on, but you don't stand up on the road. I think a lot of times, especially wait, uh, waitresses that work at comedy clubs, yes. they know that comics are dirtballs. Yeah. So I, I had two, I mean, two or three different clubs on the road, once in uh, uh, like upstate California or once in uh, Indianapolis, right. that like I, I'm pretty sure I was being uh, propositioned pretty it, hardcore. It's nice to know and, you still got it, right? Well, and I was also like very, yeah, very well, very nice. And it, and it, w- it wouldn't have added up to what I have in a long shot. Absolutely. And Absolutely. some guys need to fuck anything to like continue to get that validation. Yeah. And and that might also come with like heavy drug use, which I don't do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I feel like if I was an alcoholic, maybe I would yeah. put myself in these situations where like cheating would be more of a thing. But it's like you realize what you have and it's, you know, you got to, you know, just go fucking find a porno or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I mean, it... it but I but I do think that, like, look, if, if something fucking crazy happened, my girl cheated on me or some shit happened, I, I, 
as, as painful as it would be, oh, I'd be a mess. This podcast would be really sad. But I would probably deep down feel really reassured that I would be like on the market again because I'd, I'd have a, because that competitiveness is like. Would you ever take your girl back if she cheated on you? No. Really? No. Yeah. No, it wouldn't happen. Really? Yeah. As much as you love her? No. Okay. No, no, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, I mean. That's crazy. And we're in weird I mean, places. It's not crazy. I mean, it's we're not in not weird crazy, places yeah. where like she's had to, you know, do, do auditions where like if she got the part, she'd probably have to make it with the dude. Does that bother you? Um, yeah. But I could have to do the same thing. I've auditioned for parts where like I'm a, the love interest and, and I know it like, man, it'd be really tough on her. What but if she had to do a sex scene? God forbid. I mean, don't have sex. Well, they don't but, really like, have sex. Some do. Hall- Halle Berry had sex with uh, Billy, Bob Billy Bob Thornton. That wasn't real. Yeah, it was. You can you fucking know. see it. There's plenty of times. No, you can see. There's plenty things. of times where That's they actually like have illegal, sex. Illegal though. Isn't no, it? they do it. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Shia LaBeouf did it in a film recently. Yeah. Yep. I thought it was illegal. Nope. <laughs> but uh, Halle Berry really fucked Billy. Bob Halle Thornton. Berry fucked Billy Bob Thornton. Wow. Google it. I've said so many things that I could get sued for on this podcast. That's crazy. No, I don't know. I thought so. I mean, like fucking still frame. You see his balls slapping like against her yeah, taint. Yeah, but you could really now, do clever things. I'm telling you. Uh, but that's the other thing. Like, yeah, it would suck. It would suck if she had to be like the love interest of someone. But she's also turned down roles that are like, you know, hot chicken and music video. She's just got like, she doesn't want to do things that like, obviously her like Instagram is pretty risque, but she's not trying to fucking do shit that's. Yeah. You know, she her more. I appreciate her moral compass where she's at. That's good. But um, but yeah, like I've I've made out in movies and in projects before, and it's not always really that sexual. Yeah. But I've also totally hooked up with actresses that I've worked with on projects in the past. Well, so like there is a showmance when you spend that much time with somebody. We as comics don't spend that much time with somebody, but you know, I have, and it does suck, and it's one of those things. It's like Ben Affleck cheated, you know. He cheated on it and they fucking, they ruined it. Really? Like, I'm not gonna, I I don't plan on ruining something and I don't think she will. And I think by like sort of being, like, I think we're pretty comfortable with like our own sort of like sexualities. Like we don't, I don't think we have crazy insecurities about where we are on that level that it becomes pretty okay for us. Like I, like I know she's going to get hit on no matter where she goes. Yeah. So I, I I mean it does suck when she's um out of town working. There's one girl she works with, this other model, and they go out of town and it kind of bothers me because the other girl's always trying to fucking get her wasted and stuff. Uh, so that kind of bothers me, but you just got to like know that she's an adult who like yeah, yeah. understands how to take care of herself. Well, you got to trust them. But you got to be like, yeah. look, don't get roofied, you know what I mean? Like yeah. be smart because like that's a whole fucking messy put, situation. Put she, a napkin on the drink when you go to the yeah. bathroom. I don't know why people do that. Like what the fuck is that going to stop? Like I, I just gotta lift the fucking napkin. Yeah. What does that do? I don't know. <laughs> People fucking do. Or that. just like yeah, take another napkin. I don't want to fucking. I uh, I, I don't understand. I mean, not yeah. that I'm gonna roofie anybody, but I'm just like I totally still could. I don't understand. <laughs> I get so mad though. Like yeah, she was in India. She was at this show at this like NASCAR event, yeah. like working, getting good money, and she was working with this other chick who's like pretty pretty hot fucking chick and the other chick was single and like they're going out you know to the bar after some dive bar or whatever and i and that was the one the one week that i was doing crowd work or i was doing um it was a crowd warm-up for this mtv show right so it's one of the higher better jobs i've ever had yeah right i'm like fucking you know performing for 100 people getting paid really well for this and yet i couldn't get in touch with her 
That's crazy. It was fucking bullshit. Yeah. And it turns out that like I turned my phone on si- on airplane mode during the taping of the show, and like all, like some of my, my messages went to my iPad instead, uh, and all this shit. And so like, I didn't hear from her, and like and all of a sudden she's like drunk, uh, and I'm like, what the fuck, babe? Like uh, all I like I don't need you to like send me all these messages. All you got to do is be like, hey, babe, we're doing fine. Like send me one message every like in a heightened situation yeah. where you're out with your ch- chick. Like I don't. I don't know what a normal thing is, but once every hour or two yeah. would be nice. Just to, just bang it out. I know you're taking a piss. I know you broke your seal. Just send send a fucking uh, wink. I know let, that sounds weird and desperate know, on my no, end. No, no, no. It's just, dude, I mean, that's your girl. But dude. if I was out with some dudes, like, drinking and everything, I'm pretty sure she would be like, hey, what you doing? Yeah, Having yeah. Having fun? Yeah. So it's just like, I'm at the, like, the fucking studio. Uh, I'm at I'm at the big sound stage in the val- nearby in the valley shooting this MTV thing, mm. and I'm like fucking like angry. That's oh, I left there so mad, Jeez. and I didn't hear from her till the next morning because she passed out. That, so I was like fucking. And then you go see all those fucking messages and shit, it, and then on the iPad. Yeah, and the next day, but like I didn't know. I still didn't know that the next morning till after she explained it. I was like, I need to know what you claim you sent me because I did not get it, and I need to know. <laughs> and then she, and then she, she, as soon as she told me, like oh. she sent me these messages. And she had him on her phone. I truly believed her. And I was like, babe, look, I'm yeah. sorry. I wasn't working with that information. And I was man, <laughs> I was man enough to apologize immediately and be yeah. like, look, I wasn't working with that information. That is my wrong. Yeah. I was operating in a gray area. And unfortunately, with a guy who's codependent like me, when I'm in a gray area, I'm a fucking psychopath. Dude, you... I feel like girls like that, too. Though. I have the number of a great florist. Yeah? You know, I'm going to need it. go ahead and take Fuck. care of business. So, yeah, like, so uh, dude, we got to go. Yeah, we're, we're an hour and eight minutes, so we got to get out of here. Anything yeah, you need to plug? Yeah, well, I mean, I got this show at Sardo's tonight. Um, well, it won't be out till tomorrow. But. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> but well. Shit. Uh, Just uh, social media. Yeah, uh, Alberici two one five on Twitter. Alberici twenty three uh, on Instagram. That's A L B is in boy E is in Edward R I C I. And you remember the rest. Um. Yeah, I, dude, I'm kind of dry this month. I, I yeah. got well, like it's January. It's slow yeah, as fuck. I mean, I, I got, haven't done shit. Yeah, I got stuff in February and April. I got the Bray Improv coming up again. Bray Improv was great. I don't oh know my gosh, I, yeah, I want to go. Let me know next time you're going. Sure, I, I, I love that place. Two shows, dude. Honestly, like we might even be able to get you on if you would have came to the last one. But oh, it was fuck, sold out crowd. Like, ah, 350 people. That's my favorite. That's my favorite venue. Dude, it was dude, so let great. me know. I'll bring my nice uh, video equipment. We get you get you some good looks up That'd there. That'd be fucking great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Dave. No problem. And thanks for coming on the show. My so my. My my fucking shit's tricky because the next week's busy. Uh, January thirteenth, I'm in Providence, Rhode Island, at the Comedy Connection. Uh, it's an old bank, wow. so the green room's in a vault. Nice. So that's eight p.m. Uh, January thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, and the seventeenth at Laugh Boston in Boston, Massachusetts. That's gonna be a blast. Then um, January nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty-first, I got shows all over New York. Uh, all those shows, I think I can get some comps for people. So come on out. Uh, support those. Also, um, I, uh, I asked a bunch of people to write in some reviews for the podcast just to get the numbers up. We just hit 100,000 downloads. Hell yeah. Uh, some people have some awesome reviews. Sweet. I appreciate that so much. I appreciate that. I somebody says something um, nice about me. That we have a full five-star rating for 50-something reviews. Fuck so yeah. uh, go on your iTunes Click write a review. I uh, truly appreciate it. it. It means a lot. It's 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 currency. It's what we need it is. to uh, to get seen on iTunes. Absolutely. And um, and yeah, and uh, follow Mike. And uh, dude, thanks so much for being on the show. It was a lot no, of fun. No, pro- no problem, Dave. It was always a pleasure, man. All right. Until next time. Peace out, everybody.